It takes thousands of hours to become an astronaut. Right, Nina? Oh, I'm not an astronaut. I'm a design consultant at the Container Store. But you explore space. I help you find space with our Alpha Closet systems. And you're an expert. Pretty good at it. And you use satellites to communicate. I'm doing more virtual in-home closet designs, but I wouldn't say... We salute you, astronaut Nina, for helping us find space. You're welcome. The Alpha sales bonus is here. Earn up to $500 in credit now through February 7th at the Container Store, where space comes from. It takes thousands of hours to become an astronaut. Right, Nina? Oh, I'm not an astronaut. I'm a design consultant at the Container Store. But you explore space. I help you find space with our Alpha Closet systems. And you're an expert. Pretty good at it. And you use satellites to communicate. I'm doing more virtual in-home closet designs, but I wouldn't say... We salute you, astronaut Nina, for helping us find space. You're welcome. The Alpha sales bonus is here. Earn up to $500 in credit now through February 7th at the Container Store, where space comes from. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, it- is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome along. So it's come to this. Messi wants out. The year-on-year incompetence of the Barcelona board. The ill-informed decision. The lack of sporting leadership. Capped off by the appointment of Ronald Koeman. And the rumoured removal of privileges. Means the great man has had enough. Or maybe it's a power play to force change at the top. After all, if Real Madrid had sent a double agent to join the Barcelona board, they couldn't have done a better job than Josep Bartomeu. Is Messi really that political? Could it happen in time anyway? There are lots of unknowns. Who could afford his wages? Will there be a transfer fee? Will Barca leave him sitting on the bench? Can Gareth Bale persuade him to take up golf? Also, I don't really understand the point of a 700 million release clause if he's also got a contract that lets him leave for free at the end of every season. So is that a 700 million euro January clause? There are some good players on sale at Barcelona this summer. Messi, Suarez, Rakitic, Vidal, Umtiti. One word of warning, don't put them all in the same team. That would never, that would never work. Uh, we'll also think the unthinkable. At least two of our correspondents question whether Messi leaving would be such a bad thing after all. Now, obviously, this podcast gives Terry the opportunity to revise his Messi stays 100% prediction from last time out. We'll also see whether he wants to tone down his appreciation of Eva Benega now that we know that he's a baldy shamer. Uh, there are other <laughs> things to catch up on. Uh, Sevilla win the Europa League, of course. Uh, Champions League final, a little bit on that. Valencia selling Rodrigo to Leeds United, subject to a medical. And Elche win promotion and sack their coach with the season round the corner. There is chaos almost everywhere you look. Now then, Terry, the first one, let's get this out of the way, shall we? Coffee is, is couldn't, couldn't help himself. Uh, it looks like Terry Gibson was wrong on Messi's day, 100%. Uh, Muoya uh, in South Africa says, love your pod, but it would be too soon. Um, uh, wait for Barca's response. I think, I think you're, you're missing the point of how modern media works. There, I think we're waiting for a considered response is not the way we do it. I think we dive in, we dive in, we say stuff, and then we think about the consequences of what we say afterwards. That's how we do it now. Uh, Mark Kane says, "Can the first ten minutes be spent explaining to idiot Americans like me what a bureau fax is?" 
not by us, it can't be. And I bet, when was the last time either of you sent a bureau fax? Graham Hunter, Terry, sent me a message. It's not sending a fax. Apparently, it's like a recorded delivery thing, uh, which is what exactly. a, a bureau fax is. Anyway. I had no idea what it was. I had to Google it last night. So I'm not going to try and be clever and say, oh, yes, I knew what a bureau fax was. I'd never heard of a bureau fax. No, a, it was a nice image, exactly, wasn't it? A messy exactly standing by a fax machine trying to you know, get <laughs> your, um, um, Pressing plug, yeah. send. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now then, right, I'll deal with the first question because I think this is a quick one from Kian. Uh, do you think he's just listening to his agent holding out for a massive deal from Barcelona? Right. In vast no. majority of cases, that is a good thought, a good point. That when when we hear X, X is unhappy about such and such, it basically means they want more money. But Messi is being paid enough money. I think this this is genuine. This runs deep. So we'll 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 crack on unless unless you object to that explanation, Terry. No, I think that it, that's a fair expl- explanation, John. Answer. I think it's uh, this goes far deeper than than just money. So and, um, we get to the board then. So the next three questions are about that. So Stu, could this be a ploy to get rid of Bartomeu and the board, force the directors out? A new president comes in, Messi stays. Sanju, if Bartomeu leaves, will Messi stay? And Harold, do you think this is a stunt to get the president to quit? Vilnius says, why Bartomeu not calling elections? Why? What does he have to gain from the extra six months? I mean, that's a good point. So, so where do we? Where, what's your view on? Is this is this getting rid of the board? Can it be rectified by the board changing? Is there is there some kind of political solution to this? Um, that I think lots of Barca fans would want that to be the case. Is, can you offer any hope? Well, I don't know that, that how it's all going to play out. We, no, I don't think any of us do, but I, I do think that it's clear that Messi is hacked off with, with the board, and, and that's not just a recent thing. I don't think Messi is alone in terms of the, the playing squad being hacked off with the board, and and there's you know the good reason why that is the case. I, I just can't believe how thick-skinned some people are. So Bartomeu has been has been been hounded out for some while now. And when you look at the, the mistakes he's made under his watch, I mean, he's going to go down, if Messi does leave, he's going to go down as the president that allowed Messi and Neymar to leave the club. Um, There's a whole load of other situations that have risen during his time. I mean, him and Sandro Rossi, they were the, the, the two people that allowed Barcelona to have sponsorship on their shirt. They really wanted to commercialise the whole club, it, whereas in the past it had been the identity was that it was something different, you know, and it was, you know, they wanted to keep the shirt sacred. Between Rosé and Bartomeu, they decided to, you know, put sponsorships on the shirt. And and we could go through the list of the, the players that they've signed. The, uh, I mentioned that the two big players, one left, one possibly is going to leave. You know, it's the, the managerial appointments, the, the ever-changing role of the director of football. And, and it is it, to try and fathom how Bartomeu is so thick-skinned that he's going to put it all on the line. Um, I don't know what his motivation is. I mean, it, it, clearly, if his motivation was to do the best thing for the club, he should have gone. And, and he should certainly go now. But it looks like he's... It looks like he's brought in a hatchet man as well, in Ronald Koeman. I mentioned on last week's podcast, first of all, I have to address the situation where I said that 100% Messi would stay there mm. because I assumed that the time was up on the 
um, contract um, the, the clause that would allow him to leave on a free transfer. I presumed and assumed, rightly, maybe wrongly, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. That you know the, the time had gone, and he couldn't leave on a free. Therefore, I didn't think anybody was going to pay the seven hundred million euro buyout clause. So I think we have to look at that, and then we have to look at you know, Ronald Koeman coming in and the way that they're going about notifying players that they're not in his plans, which is he's well within his rights to tell players, whoever it is, they're not in his plans. But we don't know how he's done it. You know, I mentioned on the podcast last week that he was, yeah, big balls, he had an ego, he was going to come in, he was going to, to you know, be the man that, to make a, take big decisions. But he, it appears he's coming like a, a ball in a china shop. We don't know how the conversation went between him and Suarez. We don't know how the conversation went between him and Messi. I'm presuming now it didn't go particularly well with with both of those players because there is a way for, you know, someone like Luis Suarez to leave the club. I mean, he's their third record goal scorer, third top goal scorer in history, in six seasons, mm-hmm. and. You know, he was finding out prior to Koeman, it almost looked like Koeman had to ring him because it was all over the press and Suarez came out and said, no one spoke to me. So it was almost like a rushed job that that Koeman had to ring him. Bowl accounts that the phone call lasted barely 60 seconds and he was being, you know, told that he was being discarded. Now, it's one thing to say that. How they're going to do that with Luis Suarez, I don't know. And I have no idea what's going to happen now. Bearing in mind, we're 18 days away from the start of the season. Uh, how this is going to play out in the next couple of weeks with, with Messi. If it goes to court, which I, I expected to do so, that's not going to be done within two weeks. Um, will it be done before the transfer window closes at the end of October? I don't know. Not an expert on that sort of thing. But um, it, it, it's war between Messi and Bartomeu, that's clear. And it's been building for, for some time now. Right. So another couple of questions. So let's go. Let's go on the thinking the unthinkable ones. Uh, Chagipta, is there any, any player who would benefit from Messi's departure? Uh, he's a right side note. He says, I read this actually, as a Barca fan, any trophies next couple of seasons won't feel any good if Messi won't be lifting them. Interesting. Now, Gary, uh, with how much of an impact he's made on team making all the decisions, even though he's as good as he is, would it be better for the club to properly plan for the future without him at 33? The time's coming at his age, his age anyway, so is it going to happen sooner or later? Apanski, who's a Barca fan. Truth is, Messi, as good as he has been for us, has also introduced a weakness in our forward line's ability to press. Uh, it's difficult for forwards to coordinate and effectively press, as we did before, considering we don't dominate games. Uh, it's a big problem, which is why I believe it's not all bad news if he leaves, provided he does the fully mix. The entire board resign, improves Barca's revenue, does not leave on a free transfer, and actually helps us rebuild. We saw Rivaldo, Figo, Ronaldinho leave. We rebuilt. So there we are. There's the unthinkable. Uh, a few people just wondering, actually, his age, you know, you know, he's a, he's a superman. He's been the best player ever in my, his, in my, uh, my view, Terry, but... He's, he's not superhuman. He is slowing down. Uh, is there a case for Barcelona thinking, OK, well, well, off you go then? No, no, <laughs> don't agree with it. I, I, because I think if that was the case, yeah, you're right. It's going to happen to him. It's going to eventually Barcelona do have to plan. But they need more than two weeks yeah. to plan yeah. a, a future without Messi. So to, to replace Messi is going to be impossible with just one player. 
So this is and this will be an ongoing process where they're thinking two or three years ahead. So I, I and I, I can't see any advantage whatsoever in Messi being allowed to leave Barcelona in these circumstances at this moment in time as well. I think that uh, Barcelona will be a better team with him in um, for the next few seasons still. I and mean, let's not forget, it was still, you know, Pachichi in La Liga last season, in which was a poor season from Barcelona. And he's still scoring the goals. He's still wrecking up the assists. He's a, a victim of his own um, example that he's, yeah, yeah. In, over the years that we've seen from him. I mean, if there's a slight fall, he's still miles better than anybody else. So it, I think, you know, it, it's harsh to judge him in, by his own standards. And, and regarding the, the, the press I, I, up front, I think it's an issue having him and Suarez up front. Mm. I really do. And I've made that clear on podcasts and, and, and various comments over the, the last couple of seasons. But you don't have to press. It's not a, a law in football that you have to press from the front. It, it's it, There are other ways to play the game. Um, but at the moment, Barcelona don't have one way that's successful. Whether, drop, whether it's dropping off, whether it's closing down up front quickly, there's there's no plan at the moment. So that all did, all needed resolving, which drifted along with Valverde, it deteriorated even more with Kike Setien. But there is no law that in the game of football that you have to press. I know it's fashionable at the moment. I know a lot of teams do it, but it, it's not the only way to play football. So there are other, there are ways that you can accommodate Messi. The, the problem I have with Messi and Suarez together is that Messi likes to come short, likes to get the ball to feet. Suarez was the one that used to run in behind and was the one that run you know, past players with the ball. He can't do that anymore. So that means when you play against someone like Bayern Munich, those tactics that Bayern use where you can press high up the pitch because you condense the space where Messi receives the ball to feet and looks to take people on. And also, at the same time, you're not particularly worried about Suarez running in behind. So there's, there's, you know, there are issues with both of them playing together up front. So I think, it, I think that needed resolving. Was it the right decision from Barcelona to deal with Suarez in that manner? I don't know how that's going to play out because I'm hearing that they're going to be paying him up to make him leave on a free transfer. Well, if you're going to pay him up, you're not saving yourself that much money. Mm. Um, in those circumstances, in my opinion, he's still one of the best finishers in the world. I mean, even in the game against Bayern Munich, his goal was sensational. The way he got the ball, multiple touch finishes is his speciality. When he picked the ball up, there was no real obvious chance of a goal. He twists, he turns, he sends Boateng all over the place and finishes it with a you know fine finish in the bottom corner. So if you can get Suarez in the positions that he's... You know, his best at still, he'll still score goals. I mean, his goal-scoring record last season was phenomenal, considering he had four months out through injury. So it's my dilemma is if they were going to sell him and get a load of money, um, and he was going to get a contract elsewhere, which made it favourable favorable for him to decide to leave Barcelona with a year left on his contract, fair enough. But to pay him up and to allow him to leave smacked of me of just helping Koeman get a problem player out of the door to get him out of the way rather than have Suarez on the bench which he has suggested that he knows at his age and with his current injury issues he has suggested that he would have been more than happy to have been part of the squad yeah which is Barca once but again it looks to me is, I think what they've done in recent years Terry is throw money 
rather than come up with inventive solutions, they've thrown money at situations, which I think just paying off Suarez um, would be would be the same thing, wouldn't it? Especially because you look at the other players, they've got similar dilemmas, haven't they, with other players at the moment as well. So Vidal, Rakitic, Umtiti, who they don't want, but are on huge wages and, and under contract. Yep, and the contracts that the club willingly gave out. Yeah. So yeah. we're hearing this more and more of this now, aren't we, with Mesut Ozil, Gareth Bale, and now the Barcelona players, that, that you know, again, that the clubs have to be more careful when they're giving out these big, lengthy contracts, and they have to respect them. You know, it is difficult to say to players, oh, we've had enough of you now, that contract's null and void, you can go. So it's, it's such a mess. And, and for Barcelona... They need a new president, one that is going to plan with the, the for the future without Messi, without Suarez, um, and you know they have lost big players in the past, but there's there's always been an, an acceptance that those players will probably leave in the right circumstances. Xavi and Iniesta, the perfect examples, and you know although it was going to be almost be impossible to replace them, it was done in the right way. Now. You know, Messi is 33, Suarez is 33. You don't have to be, you know, why why go and sign a 29-year-old in Griezmann if you uh, had some sort of plan that, you know, maybe in the future Griezmann was going to be your, your star player. He's too old for that. Not saying he's too old to be a good player still, but too old. He's only two or three years younger than Messi and Suarez. So, you know, the plan should be there to be looking at younger players that can replace Messi, whether that's buying them in from elsewhere, which is what Real Madrid are doing, or to, to make sure they've got, they can, you know, produce their own players to, to cover the players that are coming to the end of their careers. So it's a lack of planning from Barcelona, total lack of planning. I mean, Martin Braithwaite, you know, the, the scenario where they bought him and put him on a four-year contract, come on. You know, what were they thinking? It was a stopgap temporary replacement for Luis Suarez. And they go and plunder, you know, take away from Leganes, their main striker, and put him on a four-year deal. And and now, I guarantee you, they'll now be looking out thinking, well, we need to move him on as well, but he's going to have three and a half years left on a contract. Yeah. So the, the, the management of the club is has been diabolical um, for so long. And Bartomeu was probably the, one of the most unpopular. If he allows Messi to leave, which might be out of his hands, he's 100% going to be the most popular, most unpopular president of Barcelona Football Club. It's, it's what he's going to be remembered for. So, Gareth says, if Messi, Suarez, Vidal, Rakitic and others are sold by Koeman, then no La Liga team will have fear or respect for Barcelona. They can't buy replacements. However, a more positive spin from Alex says, uh, are we perhaps overstating the weakness of the squad? If Koeman switches to a double pivot or three at the back, a double pivot of De Jong and Pjanic with Coutinho as a 10, it seems tasty. If Barca sign a centre-back and a striker and play players in their natural positions, I reckon... Uh, they can win the league. So that's that's a bit more positive, isn't it, from Alex? Yeah, that, by all means, John, the, the, the rest of the Barcelona players, that we're still talking, you know, top quality in, in some positions. And it, it's, it, yeah, it would be, I, I still think they would be competitive. They wouldn't be disastrous. Would I put them down as favourites for the league title? No. Would I put them down as favourites for the Champions League? No. Um that's the impact that, that, you know, Messi in particular, if he leaves the club, will have on Barcelona. But, uh, you know, I've respect. Um, but there was still some if they buy a centre-back, if they buy 
and there has to be a certain amount of trust that they they make the right choices if they have money available to to go and sign players. So it would need strengthening. It would need backing up. But they they still have you know some some quality players there and and you know Coutinho coming back we've seen what he's done for Bayern where do you play him they would still have Dembele I mean we even could just go back recently recently to the Artur Melo situation where he's leaving the club before the season ends he's he feels he was forced out he didn't want to leave he was almost forced into it a ridiculous transaction in terms of money changing hands with a player that's six years older in Pjanic coming into Barcelona. And then Artur Milo, you know, throwing his toys out of his pram, and I don't blame him, not being available to, to take part in the the last games of the season. Um, so he was neither playing for Barcelona or Juventus. So they, they, they do need, you know, reinforcing in that squad. Um, but I don't trust that they're going to make the right signings. But no, there's still still quality there. Of course there is. Right. Where would Messi go, question? So uh, I'll read some questions again. Uh, Where can he go? Uh, a question. says he needs to go to Juve. Let Barca have Dybala in return. The world needs to see Messi and Ronaldo together. A few people have said that. Uh, right. <laughs> Here's two interesting questions. Sim- similar question. Uh, Adam says, uh, do you think he'll take a big pay cut? Everyone talking about it. Who can pay his wages if he leaves? If he wants to win the Champions League, money's not his objective. Or he could say at Barcelona. Uh, Mark Hurst, a leading football statistician, says if he becomes a free agent he, with his pick of clubs, do you think he'd go to the highest bidder? Or is there any chance he prepared to take a pay cut? And he, he says, say, to 200k a week. <laughs> not bad, is it? Uh, and open his options up for a more interesting challenge. So where could he go? Who is going to come up with the money? And, and one for me, Terry, as well. One potential resolution of this is that someone comes up with a big transfer fee, uh, which, which would at least potentially keep it out of the court over that can he leave for free? Does someone have to pay 700 million euros? Ni- you know, neither of which uh, is a very happy scenario. So obviously the, the, the names, the two names that everyone says are the, the two oil-rich, uh, uh, gas and oil-rich com- uh, clubs, PSG and Manchester City, um, is is that it? Is that is, is that his choice? Yeah, I think it is. I made a, a list of possible teams, clubs that could afford him. Yeah, Middlesbrough. And, and <laughs> I did put I did put Spurs, but I put a cross <laughs> next to it because I think he wants Champions League football. <laughs> so I've gone PSG, Man City, the obvious ones. Yeah. Other clubs with the resources and possibly that could attract him with a sporting project: Man United, Juventus. By Munich, and there's a massive question mark next to Inter Milan because they've been heavily linked with him. And then you, that's it. I mean, uh, uh, Real Madrid, hmm. they could afford him. Uh, how what story that would be um, if he was to walk out on a free transfer? I don't think Florentino Perez could resist the the temptation. Do you? Oh, he won't go there. Whether Messi would make the choice to go to Real Madrid depends how pissed off he is with Barcelona. Um, so I, I think we're looking at realistically PSG and City mm. is the PSG linking up with Neymar and Mbappe would he feel that would take them to the next level he's going to have a, a season of dominating and, and winning the French League clearly if Messi goes there because they win it anyway Um would it be enough to take PSG to the next level and, and to win a, a Champions League? So something, I think it's got to be a mixture of both. It's financially, it's got to be right for him. 
and I think from a sporting perspective, it has to be at a club with ambition um, to take him to, to where he wants to go on, on the football pitch. So there's not many teams that would attract him. I mentioned Manchester United because they're one of the, the biggest clubs in the world historically. I had Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal and Spurs as the other possibilities, but I don't think they can afford him. Um, I just... I, I've, I think it's PSG or Man City. The only two. Manchester United can't get a deal done, can they? They can't, you know, Jaden Sancho is no. like knocking around. For, I mean, how long has that negotiations over Jaden Sancho been going on? You know, well, you know, to be fair to Chelsea, um, they're signing everybody to Chelsea, aren't they? Well, Man United are, you know, dragging their heels for months over one deal. I, I, I just can't see that happening. I, um, PSG is almost. Um, if I, if I was the best player in the world and I was 23, the idea of going to PSG, I think, would be ridiculous because the lack of competitiveness in the French League. Um, but at 33, um, so you are slowing down a little bit. Maybe you don't want 50, 60 rock-hard competitive games uh, every season because that's the drawback with the Premier League, isn't it, in terms of his legend. In, you know, it's a tough league, the Premier League. Um, you know, it's... it's it's not. It's, um, but it's more. <laughs> it's not. It's more. It's not. Than, um, <laughs> certainly, you know, it's tougher than the French league. It's more physical than yeah. La Liga, and so, you know, do you want to go and start up with a whole? I don't want to overstate the the physicality and the difference of the Premier League. I think the leagues are a lot more similar now than they were ten, certainly twenty years ago, when there were massive differences between how teams played. Less so now, um, but. That sort of semi-step into retirement. So your Champions League games are your big games at PSG. You're getting paid a fortune. He wins another league title, as you say, probably another cup medal as, and all of that as well. And that has a genuine tilt at winning the, the Champions League, as we saw this season. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'd be tempted to do that uh, rather than... Yep, I, I, agree, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I really do. I think that would be the... and and. Would PSG be able to keep him, Neymar, and Mbappe? I don't know I mean, how financial yeah, fair play yeah, fits into all this. It doesn't seem to do anything. Who cares? No one cares yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, but if they could keep all three, then I think that is... And also, we have to bear in mind, he's lived in Barcelona most of his life, which is a, a wonderful city. PSG in Paris, he's talking London clubs, Turin and Manchester... I mean, it, it's that that will play a part as well in where he wants to go and spend the next. I imagine next at least three years mm. playing, um, uprooting his family, uh, moving to a new city in a different part of Europe. We haven't mentioned China, Qatar. Um, I don't think anyone in the MLS can afford him, but it, it does seem to me as if he's he wants to continue his career in in one of the major European leagues. So, if it's a difficult, difficult one to call, we, you know, we obviously have, we're right to assume he has a great relationship with Guardiola. Um, but do Manchester City want to pay the the, the transfer, the the salary as well? I mean, it, it's 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 still a huge, not gamble because of his quality, but he's thirty three. We have to bear that in mind. Are they, you know, going to be willing to pay? Gross eight million pound a month. Yeah, it's extraordinary. The, the money is on, isn't it? And also Barcelona. I think Barcelona are, are entitled to a transfer fee, unless the law says otherwise. And they they need. I don't think they owe Messi a favour in that respect. 
because you know he's, he's demanded exceptionally high wages. Um, it's it's been a, a two way street. They've given him a lot. You know, the, the club. I'm not saying the board, but the club has given Messi a lot. Messi has obviously contributed an extreme amount to, to Barcelona over the years. But they need the money, Barcelona, because they've messed up so much in recent seasons with their transfer business. So they need a transfer fee. But then there, there is a gamble because he is a human being. So if you commit to paying all that money, you commit to paying tens of millions or whatever, you end up in a transfer fee. And then his hamstring goes and he misses three months of the season. Um that's it's that's potentially devastating, isn't it, for a, for a club and its and its financial fair play? So, how if you were City, so if you were Pep and and the the, the board at City, how much are you willing to go? Are you going? Are you checking everything? Are you checking the whole year's budget? They're getting messy through the door. And it'd be two years' budget, yeah. wouldn't it? I would have thought. I mean, uh, honestly, it, modern day footballers are paid huge sums of money. At Manchester City, in particular, where they've attracted some of the, the, the better players around from from around the world, their salaries are, are particularly big, but they'd be dwarfed by Messi's salary. Um, I can't imagine. I can't, can't really imagine who's the highest earning player at Manchester City. No one really sticks De, out. De Bruyne, I think, is on. De Bruyne, you'd hope, and Aguero. I think, my, if I remember rightly, I think they are on the similar kind of money to the Suarez, the Suarezes of the world. So that's a lot less than Messi, but you know that. What, what probably a quarter? Yeah, yeah. So what should be the top grade? But obviously, Messi is then a separate, I mean, it's a separate beast altogether. Yeah, so you're probably going to you're looking at Messi, Manchester City's best earners earning 25 percent of what it's going to cost Messi to pay Messi. If Messi's a million euros a week, De Bruyne is 250,000 a yeah. week, Aguero 250,000 a That's week. A lot of I, I don't know the sums, yeah. but that that is a hell of a lot of money. But then it's dwarfed by Messi <laughs> eight euros, eight million euros a month. You know, it, it's it's a massive decision. Yeah. I'm sure the owners of Manchester City would love to do it because it would take their club to the next level, um, which is, you know, what they've been able to do by, you know, pouring money into the club to get them back involved into European football, to, you know, to, to win Premier League titles. But to, if Messi goes, would go, if Messi went to Manchester City, then the name Manchester City will be known. So it has its value in just getting Messi to come to your club yeah. as well. We're, we're talking about what he does on the pitch, but it, it, it takes your club to a whole new level. And I'm sure PSG and Manchester City's owners um, would, would chuck any money at it so it, to make take their club to the next, next so level. So you would pay... Probably more Man City because PSG got Neymar already. So, right. So... Here's the question. If you're Manchester City, are you willing to pay what he's on at Barcelona and potentially a transfer fee to get him in? If they can get it through financial fair play, yes. Right, yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Uh, right, you know what? I think we will move on from Messi. We've got a load of we've got a load of other stuff going on, Terry. There are other players in La Liga. It turns out. I know. Uh, <laughs> and clubs. Yes. So yeah. So right. Bear with us, everyone. We'll have a, a quick pause, and then we'll be back. Do it yourself doesn't have to mean all by yourself. 
Help is as close as homedepot.com slash workshops. Now with free DIY live stream workshops, live hands-on courses from real expert associates. Learn how to install floor tile, create a tile backsplash, replace a thermostat, and more. All from the best seat in the house, yours. To register, go to homedepot.com slash workshops. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. So it's not all about Messi and Barcelona. Plenty of other things going on in the world, such as Sevilla winning the Europa League, which is sort of reassuring, Terry, isn't it? Feels feels like the, you know, the normal world is carrying on. Uh, Sevilla winning the Europa League. Remarkable achievement. I mean, it's remarkable that they are in the same position every so often um, because obviously they'd like to be staying in the Champions League. They'd like to be going for the Champions League a bit later in the competition uh, next season. But there we are. They they won it. And, you know, there we are. <laughs> Sevilla Europa League winners. And it was it was a terrifically fun final. Well, I think we, we have to put it in perspective. Prior to them winning their first Euro, UEFA Cup, Europa League, they, yeah, weren't, UEFA Cup. they weren't regular participants in European football. You know, it was a... It was an achievement for them to finish in a European position and to, you know, to 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 be in European competition and to, for them over the course of six times, is it fourteen years, to win a European trophy, is a phenomenal achievement. And what makes it even more remarkable is the turnaround in players that they've had, the profit that they've been able to make on players that they've sold, and and in that period of time, you know, to to manage to win six European trophies. Astonishing achievement, and they've run this season. You know that they, they they put everything into it. They're an example to a lot of other clubs that you know see top four in, in the their respective league as being better than, than winning a trophy. This season, mm. Sevilla have been able to do both: finish in the top four and to win a European trophy. They were motivated more than some of the other teams in that competition, this because of the fact that. So take Inter Milan and Manchester United, for example. They'd already qualified for next season's Champions League. But so had Sevilla. But when I saw Sevilla play against Inter and play against Manchester United, it still looked to me like Sevilla had more ambition in terms of the motivation, in terms of trying to win another trophy. And I think ultimately that's what led them to get it. When they, you know, you could tell by the way when they celebrated winning that trophy, Lopetegui was in tears, Navas was in tears. The emotion there was clear for all to see how determined they were to put another trophy in the cabinet. A great example to similar clubs around Europe with a similar budget. It's, uh, I think, it's incredible achievement what they've done. Did you turn off the the BT artificial crowd noise and just listen to the the severe delegation? Yes, I did. Yeah. It was it was terrific. I mean, it, it was it, we saw it. I think it was Leganes in the Liga where their their substitutes played a similar role. And mm. and I enjoyed watching that. I saw that on via Twitter because you couldn't hear it because of the the, the fake crowd noise that was on on the game whilst it was on television. 
and and it kind of yeah, that showed the spirit and togetherness of the, the Seville delegation, the substitutes that were on the, you know, in in the stands as well, um, the amount of noise they generated. It was it was great entertainment. I mean, they did it against Manchester United as well, um, but against Inter Milan, as you know, there was even more than there. I think it was an extra twenty five people allowed per club to go to the game, and those twenty five had to to you know to do their job while they were there and to to make it. You didn't need the pretend crowd noise, did you? I, I no, because they, they sang the club song and everything, didn't they? So yeah. you could hear it sounded like a proper severe game instead of some some kid in a studio trying <laughs> to guess when there's a corner. <laughs> but they okay. were brilliant. On, I mean, uh, how Diego Carlos didn't do himself any favours with the three live games that were broadcast around Europe by giving away penalties in all three games. I, I did mean to check up, but I've, uh, my life isn't that dull at the moment where but I wanted to check to see how many penalties he's given away this season because I don't recollect him giving away that too too many penalties. But to give away three in three consecutive games and the one in the final was dreadful in the first five minutes. Ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. challenge, knowing you've given away two penalties in the last two games. Um but somehow they managed to to overcome that. Thoroughly deserved victory against Wolves, thoroughly deserved victory against United. And I thought they, you know, thoroughly deserved the, the win against Inter Milan. So, you know, um, Lopetegui quick, quick has come one. on leaps and bounds. Quick one from Falilu. Uh, why is Sevilla not pushing to sign Regulon? I don't know. I Well, I presume they would love to. But I'm presuming he must be out of their budget. And they know yeah. that. Um, that's the only thing I can think of because he looks a perfect fit for them. Sevilla are the perfect fit for Sergio Regulon. You know, he's... The, Career has gone in a really good direction since joining him. He's back in the he's in the national squad as well. So from a football point of view, it's been the perfect loan. But I would imagine that the Sevilla know that he's he's out of their range in terms of what he's going to cost to buy and how much he's going to have to be paid. So it's a, it's a real shame. Uh, Pete wants to know, right, not La Liga, he says, but what do you think of the Champions League final? Best team won the Champions League, but not the goal fest anticipated. That's Pete's view on it. No, I had this theory about the, the Champions League. It probably comes on the back of Spurs from last season, where teams get to the final and they strangle themselves with tactical, you know, the technical side of the game, the tactical side. And and PSG, look, their, their style was cramped. You know, it was it, similar to what Pep did against Lyon. You know, the, the coaches tried to be to put too much thought into it. I remember Spurs last year, we were not lucky to get to the final, but we had luck along the way. And and I just thought, ride that wave, you know, play your type of game against Liverpool in the final. And they didn't. And even at 1-0 down, it was still restricted and they had the breaks on. And, then, you know, before you can have a right good go at it, Liverpool got the second at the end. And it was never it, you were never in it. And I kind of felt like that with PSG. We saw them play in the earlier rounds, you know, and Neymar and Mbappe were, were sensational. And when it came to the final, I, you know, I, I just felt there was a... I, the breaks were on by Tuchel and, and he never let them off the leash. They never got enough service to, to Neymar, never got enough service to, to Mbappe. And it, it just seemed to me as if they were too, too restricted. So I think it was a disappointing final. Um, but I think that the, the right team won the competition. Incredible squad that Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich have. Incredible. And you see the players on the bench, you know, and the players that coming off the bench and, and coming into the team. They have 20 
unbelievable players in their squad. And again, similar to Sevilla, great spirit. Every player on the bench was playing his part, you know, cheering on his teammates and being right behind it. Even Alvaro Giazzola, who barely played, bless him, but picked up, I think, five five titles in a season and made <laughs> 10 appearances, I think, as he won, because I think he was, he played for Real Madrid earlier in the season, so he qualified for league winners, La Liga winner's medal, um, treble with Bayern Munich. So, you know, I think that, you know, Bayern are a good example to be held up as a, a club that's well-run, um, they get criticised because they keep winning the, the Bundesliga. But when you look at their squad, my goodness me, it's a, a fantastic squad they've built there. Right. On the subject of well-run clubs, Jack Sanders says, if you do get a podcast on Messi, would it be possible to request a podcast on Valencia? Uh, I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Uh, Nick Osborne, thoughts on Rodrigo to Leeds? Well, I saw Sid Lowe do a tweet. Um, and he's saying that Valencia are more than happy with Barcelona because they're just ticking yeah. away in the background and no one and people are ignoring them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and Valencia are just selling off player after player, and that doesn't. It's, it appeared to me that Jose Guy was the only player that wasn't for sale. And uh, do you know what? I think if someone came in for him, do you think they'd take it? Of course they would. So mm. it, it's a crying shame what was happening at Valencia. I just, I, I, in general though, I, I'm looking at the gap between the seasons. I'm looking at the amount of transfer business that is going on, and I think it's fascinating to see how it's how it's going to play out. I actually believe it's going to be a really messy start to the season. Excuse the pun. Um, a really untidy start to the season for so many clubs. I mean, Chelsea, the yeah. exception. They've gone out and bought loads of players, but we're hearing, you know, that the amount of finance that's going to be lost to clubs. Um, I think that they're, they're going to look at it in a different manner. So I think we're in a lot of instances, we're going to be seeing either teams like Valencia selling their players off, Barcelona unloading players, or we're going to be seeing you know lots of teams that look very familiar to what we saw at the end of July when the last season ended. So um, uh, on that, while we're, while we're here, Brownie, thoughts on James Rodriguez to Everton? I think he's a good player. I really do. And I think for the right price, the right wages, um, I think he would be an asset to any team in the Premier League. And I mean any team. He could play for any... In my opinion, he could play for any team and enhance them in the Premier League. So a good relationship with Ancelotti. He needs an arm put round him after his recent experience experiences with, with Real Madrid. That partnership, Ancelotti and James Rodriguez, could really turn out well for Everton. He needs a coach... Uh, who's got a plan for him, doesn't he? That's that's absolutely crucial, isn't it? It's one yeah. of those and to believe situations. Yeah. To believe in that plan and, and to make him feel as if he's an important part of the team. Um, it, I, he's always come across to me as a, a, a good professional, a player that's got a good attitude, likes to play the game with a smile on his face. Um, but unfortunately, we've been, you know, we haven't seen enough of him at, at Real Madrid in the last few seasons. Shame. Right then. One last question. Um, right. Uh, Elche. Blimey, right? If you haven't followed this, oh, no. this is this is extraordinary, isn't it? So they they didn't even know they were in the playoffs, did they? Until no. the, the last minute, because we were waiting for this other game that we didn't know whether it was going to be played or not. So they win the playoffs. So we haven't really had a chance to discuss that. One goal over two legs. Uh, 
And then, lo and behold, Neil Parsons says, any ideas what's happening at Elche? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, dead and gone. Uh, Ivan Sanchez, going to be a tough season. Kelvin, what are your thoughts on Elche's decision to sack a head coach that just got them promoted with a small amount of time to prepare for next season? Surely this is madness. Well, I have to say, first and foremost, I've watched the, the, the playoff games and, and Elche are a million miles away from competing in La Liga. They really mm. are. You know, yeah. somehow they got through the playoffs. I think it was a late goal against Aragotha to win it 1-0 on aggregate and a late goal against Girona in the second leg to, to win it 1-0 on aggregate again. Um, Nino, the, the 40-year-old, is still leading the line up front. They have Jonathas, who you might remember from yeah. previous La Liga seasons. Not too many other familiar names. Um, the pitch is an absolute disaster. So that kind of helped them in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, they, they finally managed to show the determination and spirit to, to get through, helped by Stuani getting sent off in the second leg. Mm. Um, so they were playing against 10 men for a long period of the game, but Girona never really threatened the goal. So defensively, they looked pretty sound. But uh, you, you do feel they were a long way away from, from being able to compete next season. That would be my fear. They had 20 days to turn the things around. And what happens? The manager leaves. A fellow called Juan Jose Rojo Martin, better known as Pacheta, I think is the right pronunciation. Um, the story is what I found out. They were taken over mid-season um, by an agent called Christian Braganic. I'm not sure where he's from. Um, he took over the club midway through the season and has decided to move Pacheta, the coach that got them promoted, on. And then the agent has brought in one of his own clients as manager. And the manager is going to be Jorge Almiron, um, who's got no record of playing in La Liga, no record of managing in La Liga, has had lots of jobs in the last five or six years, including in the Middle East. So you're chucking a manager into a league he's never worked in, either as player or coach, and with a team that is, I have to be honest at the moment, I would say substandard, um, with 18 days left before we start again. What so, could go wrong? Yeah, it's. Uh, I imagine the agent might have some more of his own clients that he can bring in as players, but it, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it it shouldn't happen. Uh, right, last so last quick thought, Terry, um, on the the Spain squad as the Nations League kicks off again. So quite a few new names in there, aren't we? So the uncapped players. Uh, Unai Simon, the, the goalkeeper from Athletic. Uh, Eric Garcia from Man City. Uh, Regulon hasn't got a cap before he's in there. Uh, Mikel Moreno had a good season with Real Sociedad. Oscar, who is currently back at Real Madrid, isn't he? Uh, 22-year-old. We'll see whether where he is next season. Uh, Ansu Fati is in there at the age of 17. Ferran Torres, newly of Manchester City, of course. And um, Adama Traore, I think, is, is, deserves that call-up, doesn't he? He's, been, he's, he's had a, a super few years with uh, first Middlesbrough and then Wolves. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's refreshing and it's great to see Luis Enrique give young players an opportunity. I think it's, we have to bear in mind the, the, you know, the dates of the games in terms of before the season starts. So I think there are players omitted from the squad that maybe participated in the, the Champions League maybe longer than one or two hours or in European football one or two hours, and maybe that will come back into the squad in, in the future squads. So I think it's an experimental squad, hence the, the reason 
a lot of those players are in there, but I, you know, I think it would be fair to say they they all deserve to be there and to be given an opportunity, and it, and it's a, you know, a good opportunity for Luis Enrique to see what they're like against Germany, against Ukraine, um, before the season starts. Um, it's a, as I say, it's like everything else that's going on in the world of football. It's all very untidy at the moment. Everyone's making the best of it. Luis Enrique has obviously decided to, to get an opportunity, take the opportunity to look at. I'm surprised, you know, Gerard Moreno wasn't in it. Bearing in mind he was the top Spanish player scoring-wise in, in La Liga this season. I think Paco Alcacer had a good end of the season but picked up an injury towards the end. You know, there are other players. Danny Ceballos was involved in Arsenal to, with Arsenal towards the end of the season. Saul is a, is a big omission. Coke, um, I don't think we'll see Diego Costa back um, playing for Spain again now. So it's, it's a decent group, pool of players. It's a shame because Santa Cazorla was probably gone to the Euros, but now he's gone off to play in Qatar. I don't see him being involved with the Spain team. So it's you know it's a, a team that's in transition, and quite right that Enrique has, has chosen to look at some of the the new younger players that could be the future of Spain. Right then, I think we'll leave it there, Terry. But luckily, uh, because. The world of football is a world of madness. We'll be back again discussing all of these uh, transfer stories. We might even find out where Messi's going, uh, whether he's brought down the president, whether, what he's managed to do. Uh, so we'll, get, we'll come back with another podcast soon. So keep in touch, everybody, and thank you for listening. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com.